the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Well, in just a few short days, we will celebrate Palm Sunday, the beginning of Passion Week or Easter Week, as we celebrate the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Yesterday, we began a look at what Palm Sunday is and how it is significant, especially as it relates to Easter or the Passover, which is what Jesus was going to Jerusalem to celebrate. So we go back to the Old Testament now with Pastor Leighton Sheely as we are reminded again of the Passover, the exodus of the people of Israel. As we do, we begin with a look at some of these judgments that God has passed down to the Egyptians here in Exodus with today's broadcast of Study Verse by Verse from Church of the Highlands here in San Bruno. Once again, here's Pastor Leighton Sheely. Well, the tenth plague was that the firstborn son of every household was to be killed. However, God made this provision and told Moses to tell his chosen people that they were to take a lamb, a Passover lamb, and they were to kill the lamb, and they were to take the blood of that lamb, and they were to paint the door of their homes, and they were to eat that lamb in haste and prepared to travel. When the death angel came, and the death angel came to the door and he saw the blood, then the death angel would pass over and not bring judgment to that household. You see, some Christians think that because we're Christians, we're not going to come under judgment. But God is fair, and when God passes judgment, it's for everybody. The difference for us who believe in Jesus Christ is that it's not that we're going to miss the judgment, it's that the judgment is going to miss us because we're covered by the blood. And when the judgment comes, we're covered by the blood of the Passover lamb. Jesus is our Passover lamb. Now, as the result of this final plague, the people left Egypt and the land of bondage, and they were able to start their journey towards the promised land. Now, when it was almost time for the Jewish Passover, many went up from the country to Jerusalem for their ceremonial cleansing before the Passover. They kept looking for Jesus, and as they stood in the temple area, they asked one another, What do you think? Isn't he coming to the feast at all? But the chief priests and Pharisees had given orders that if anyone found out where Jesus was... He should report it so that they might arrest him. Six days before the Passover, Jesus arrived at Bethany, where Lazarus lived, whom Jesus had raised from the dead. That story is in the previous chapter. Here, a dinner was given in Jesus' honor. Martha served while Lazarus was among those reclining at the table with him. Then Mary took about a pint of pure nard, an expensive perfume, and she poured it on Jesus' feet and wiped his feet with her hair. And the house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. But one of his disciples, Judas Iscariot, who was later to betray him, objected. Why wasn't this perfume sold and the money given to the poor? It was worth a year's wages. He did not say this because he cared about the poor, 
but because he was a thief. As keeper of the money bag, he used to help himself to what was put into it. Leave her alone, Jesus replied. It was intended that she should save this perfume for the day of my burial. Jesus had just announced again to his disciples on the way to Jerusalem that he was going there to be crucified. They didn't understand it. They couldn't understand it. But he had told them what was going to take place. It was intended that she should save this perfume for the day of my burial. You will always have the poor among you, but you will not always have me. Meanwhile, a large crowd of Jews found out that Jesus was there and came not only because of him, but also to see Lazarus, whom he had raised from the dead. So the chief priests made plans to kill Lazarus as well. On account of him, many of the Jews were going over to Jesus and putting their faith in him. Listen, if on the account of you, that is, your life, if you influence people to put their faith in Jesus Christ, like Lazarus, you may end up on somebody's extermination list. An organization or an individual that wants to silence the message of Jesus Christ and the cross of salvation and hope. Such was the fate of nearly all of the apostles and many disciples of Jesus Christ over the centuries. Now the next day, the news that Jesus was on the way to Jerusalem swept through the city. A large crowd of Passover visitors took palm branches and went down the road to meet him. They shouted, praise God! Greek word hosanna, it was a, a praise adapted from a Hebrew expression that means save us or save now, as Pastor Russ mentioned. Blessings on the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Hail to the King of Israel. So together they were saying, God save the King. And they were declaring that Jesus Christ was their King. And that phrase, blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord, was from Psalm 118. And it was a reference to the coming Messiah, that is the anointed one. In fact, in that passage, you'll also find just a few verses in front of it. The stone that the builders rejected has now become the cornerstone. And we know that that was referenced in, in Acts as a reference to Jesus Christ. And so they were, they were using this passage from the uh, book of Psalms, chapter 118. Uh, chapter 118, 113 through 118 is known as the Halal, and it was connected with the Feast of Tabernacles and the Passover. And at that feast, worshipers would carry bundles of palm branches and myrtle branches and willow branches called lulars, and they marched daily around the great altar of the temple. Now, they, on each of the first six days, they would march around the great altar of the temple one time each day. And on the seventh day, they would march around the great altar seven times. Now, for us, that reminds us of the instructions that were given to the nation of Israel concerning the city of Jericho. The city of Jericho was the first city that needed to fall in order for the nation of Israel to step into the promised land of Canaan. So it's a, it's a reminder to us. When we see palm branches, it should remind us of the promise that someday we're going to the, the promised land as well. It's not going to be Canaan. It's going to be heaven. So uh, now this, was, uh, this uh, psalm was considered to be the conqueror's psalm. Just a few years previous to this, Simon Maccabeus had returned victorious from, a, from, from, a, from war and conquering Akron. He was welcomed with this psalm. They thought that he might be their savior, when in fact he wasn't. So what took place then on that Palm Sunday so many years ago 
was the crowds were proclaiming Jesus as the Messiah, as the anointed one, as their Savior, as their Lord, as their King. And when we come together and we celebrate Palm Sunday, we are declaring our faith in the same manner, that Jesus Christ is our Messiah, our Savior, our eternal King, the anointed one of God. Now, it says here, Jesus found a young donkey and rode on it, fulfilling the prophecy that said, Don't be afraid, people of Jerusalem. Look, your king is coming, riding on a donkey's colt. His disciples didn't understand at the time that this was a fulfillment of prophecy, but after Jesus entered into his glory there, they remembered what had happened and realized that these things had been written about him. You see, Jesus had fulfilled many Old Testament prophecies concerning the Messiah. In fact, in his life, in his birth, in his life, in his work, in his death, in his resurrection, Jesus fulfilled more than 300 prophecies of the Old Testament. That would be a statistical impossibility by chance. But first off, nothing is impossible with God. And secondly, there's no chance when it comes to God. Because everything went according to God's plan. Now let's just look at three of the prophecies that were fulfilled by Jesus on Palm Sunday so many centuries ago. The first prophecy is taken from the last words of the patriarch Jacob to his sons, his twelve sons. It's found in Genesis 49. And this is what Jacob said. He said, The scepter will not depart from Judah, one of his sons, and the tribe of Judah, nor the ruler's staff from his descendants, until the coming of the one to whom it belongs, the one whom all nations will honor. He ties his foal to a grapevine, the colt of his donkey to a choice vine. He washes his clothes in wine, his robes in the blood of grapes. Now, the word scepter signifies a tribal rod, and what that meant was that Judah, one of the 12 tribes of Israel, was to be preserved, preserved, until the time of the Messiah. Now, at the time of Christ, there was only two out of the 12 tribes that remained. The 10 northern tribes had been carried off into captivity many years previous, and they never returned from that. But the tribe of the Jews, Judah, was still in Palestine when Jesus, the Son of God, came and dwelt among us. Then, after just a few years, a couple of decades after the life of Christ, Rome came and laid siege to the city of Jerusalem and destroyed that city and scattered the remaining Jewish people to the far corners of the earth. Now, that's also significant for us to know because in Jerusalem was the temple and in the temple were the records, the official records of genealogy, that is, who descended from who. And one of the proofs that anyone who claimed to be a Messiah would make is that they were of the proper genealogy. And so what they would do is they would go to Jerusalem and have their genealogy looked up, that they were a candidate for that role. When the temple was destroyed in 70 A.D., all of the official records of genealogy were also destroyed. What does that mean? That means that anyone who claims to be the Messiah has no way to validate that they are indeed the Messiah because all of those records were destroyed in 70 A.D. There can be no more Messiahs after Christ. 
And so Jesus was born and came and ministered among us at a time when only two out of the twelve tribes remained. Now there's another prophecy concerning the Christ that's found in Daniel chapter 9. Daniel chapter 9. And uh, it's uh, Daniel's praying. He, went, I said, he said, I went on praying and confessing my sin and the sin of my people, pleading with the Lord my God for Jerusalem, his holy mountain. As I was praying, Gabriel, whom I had seen in an earlier vision, came swiftly to me at the time of the evening sacrifice. He explained to me, Daniel, I have come here to give you insight and understanding. The moment you began praying, a command was given. And now I am here to tell you what it was. For you are very precious to God. Well, we are out of time. We'll go on to take another look at this prophecy found here in Daniel tomorrow as we close out the week here on Study Verse by Verse. Well, we are celebrating Palm Sunday this coming Lord's Day. And that's what the close of this week has been all about, understanding what it is we celebrate when we do celebrate Palm Sunday. If you would like more information about us or... Church of the Highlands here in San Bruno, visit our website, highlands.us. That's highlands.us. And we trust we'll see you this coming Palm Sunday. Until tomorrow, may God richly bless you as you study Christ verse by verse. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.